Yo, what up? It's your boy D Knight, and you're listening to the Pardon the Interaction Podcast. We've got yet another pocket pardon episode for you today. The insanity of the news does not stop, so neither do we, apparently. <laughs> but before we get to that, let's give a quick word to our sponsor, Sheets and Giggles. Uh, I keep telling you about these amazing, incredible sheets. Uh, they are the most fantastic sheets I have ever owned. And likely the best sheets I've ever slept on, including in the plush, posh hotels and such. Uh, make sure you pick up you a set of sheets from Sheets and Giggles today. They are incredible and well worth the investment. And at the very least, pick you up a sleep mask. You know, nothing ruins your sleep more than like the ambient light from the TVs, the street lights, or if you're like me and you never want to get up in the morning, the, the sunrise. <laughs> It's well worth it. I wear mine all the time, and it will help you sleep peacefully, even in these hectic times that we are facing. All right, let's get to some of the crazy, insane news, because it never stops. It never stops. First off, we have press conference cancel culture. You know, because right-wing snowflakes are always whining about cancel culture, yet here they are canceling press conferences. (laughs) So last week... After Trump was indicted by Fannie Willis in Georgia, he announced on True Social that Tuesday that he'd be holding a press conference today on Monday this week where he said he'd reveal a conclusive report proving that the 2020 election was rigged, thereby providing him with complete and total exoneration, you know, as he referred to upon the release of uh, special counsel Robert Mueller's report back in the day which conclusively did not exonerate him at all. <laughs> not in the slightest. Not not even the tiniest bit. That post on True Social came hours after Trump railed against Fonnie Willis late that night, saying she was out of control and very corrupt. Quote, unquote. Uh, Why didn't they indict 2.5 years ago, he said. Because they wanted to do it right in the middle of his political campaign. It's a witch hunt. Uh, totally forgetting that everyone knew that Fonnie Willis, as well as the Department of Justice, was investigating this for years. And he announced in like the days after the 2022 midterms, far earlier than any presidential candidate has announced in history. <laughs> Just so he could interfere with the investigation. Um, of course, he conveniently left that out. You know, you're, you're familiar with his work. You know how this goes. <laughs> But let's get to more of his own words specifically about announcing that press conference that he was going to hold where he would be releasing the report. Quote, a large complex. I guess I can do the Trump, uh, my limited fake Trump impersonation. Um, Bear with me for a second. Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama. All right, ready to go. Large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report on the presidential election fraud, which took place in Georgia, is almost complete. It will be presented by me at a major news conference at 11 a.m. on Monday of next week in Bedminster, New Jersey. Based on the results of this conclusive report, all charges should be dropped against me and others. There will be a complete exoneration. They never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find the riggers. I'm assuming that was riggers with the hard end that he was referring to there. 
Now, apparently that press conference wasn't meant to be because just two days after making the announcement on Thursday, Trump canceled that press conference, presumably with the idea of saving his extra special exonerating report for court. Again, let's take another look at his own words. Uh, I'll forego the Trump impersonation. (laughs) Rather than releasing the report on the raid and stolen Georgia 2020 presidential election on Monday, my lawyers would prefer putting this, I believe, irrefutable and overwhelming evidence of election fraud and irregularities in formal legal filings as we fight to dismiss the disgraceful indictment by a publicity and campaign finance seeking district attorney who sadly presides over a record-breaking murder and violent crime area atlanta therefore the news conference is no longer necessary what I'm guessing here is his lawyers pulled him off to the side and told him, uh, bro, this shit might get you some pretrial detention for trying to taint the jury pool. And if not, like warrant yet another criminal charge for obstruction. Um, and if it could be proved that the report that he was going to cite was knowingly filled with false evidence that could be used against him at trial for his current charges, you know, that there's that whole spiel that you get. Uh, You have the right to remain silent. Anything that you say can be used against you in a court of law, that whole thing. Um, Yeah, Trump Trump likes to, you know, quote his First Amendment rights to say whatever the fuck he wants, presumably expecting there be no consequences. But you you also have a right to shut the fuck up. He should probably exercise that. And I'm I'm, I'm fairly sure that his lawyers convinced him that might be a good idea. (laughs) That might be a good idea. Also, like the question comes to mind, what report could he even be referring to, right? Like if you're sitting on this exonerating evidence this entire time, um, also, you know, information presumably that proves the 2020 election was rigged. Don't you think maybe you would have included that in all your fucking court cases at some point after the 2020 election or made it public? Like, I don't know, anytime afterward, like it's 2023, bro. 2020 was a long time ago. And you're just now releasing this report. Okay. And you know, that's also not even taking into account uh, the fact that his campaign after losing the election paid for not one, but two independent investigations uh, expecting to fraud, expecting to find fraud in the 2020 election. Uh, Guess what? Even they came to the conclusion that there was none. And once they reported back to the campaign, just Trump had those buried. <laughs> He's like, oh shit, that's not the answer I was looking for. These aren't the droids you're looking for, right? Except he did it with the reports. And of course, he buried those reports uh, because, you know, obviously after losing in 2020, uh, your attempt to raise hundreds of millions of dollars on the claims that the election was stolen wouldn't go very well if you released information saying the election wasn't stolen <laughs> not not to mention trying to steal the 2020 election on january 6th hard to pull that off if you give up the game correct but yeah clearly he's not talking about those reports you know maybe he's referring to dinesh d'souza's 2000 fools i, I don't know no idea on the other hand maybe it is best for him that he decided to forego his press conference because the fulton county judge today set Trump's bond along with his bond conditions and of course because a man's word is his bond 
That's why Trump's bond was set at $200,000, because you can't trust the fucking word he says. <laughs> and he has to back it up with his bank account. And of course, you know, given the situation with his unpaid lawyers, uh, you, you can't even trust that he'll pay. <laughs> he, he, even Rudy Giuliani is is down there in Mar-a-Lago begging for begging for funds so he can support his legal defense. But we'll we'll get to that another time. Um, so yeah, the order was signed off on by Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee. Uh, the order, which was signed by Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis and Trump's attorneys under the conditions that Trump quote, shall perform no act to intimidate any person known to him or to be a co-defendant or witness in this case or to otherwise obstruct the administration of justice. It also says the defendant shall make no direct or indirect threat of any nature against the community or to any property in the community. The above shall include but are not limited to posts on social media or repost of posts made by another individual on social media, uh, which is timely for a number of fucking reasons. Where do we start here? <laughs> um, so first off, uh, if you think about that incident where the guy showed up near Obama's house with, with the guns and whatnot, that person was responding to a repost on True Social uh, by Trump of someone who had posted what appeared to be, you know, presumably... Barack Obama's address um, so not only are Trump's posts themselves considered uh, a possible violation of the court order but even reposts it's also timely because just last weekend a Texas woman was arrested for threatening the judge overseeing Trump's D.C. trial uh, Abigail Jell Shry age 43 from Alvin, Texas allegedly called the chambers for district judge Tanya Chuckin and left a voicemail message on August 5th promising to quote kill anyone who went after former President Trump according to an affidavit uh, we'll, we'll quote the call here hey you stupid slave n-word you are in our and just for the record Chuckin was born in Jamaica she's a very nice black lady very stern but very nice uh, hey you stupid slave n-word you are in our sights and we want to kill you if Trump doesn't get elected in 2024 we are coming to kill you so tread lightly bitch you will be targeted personally publicly your family all of it uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say Trump supporters are fucking bonkers <laughs> this is crazy um absolute and absurd asinine behavior here on the part of this lady who says she doesn't actually intend to travel to dc but i mean this is this is not her first instance of threatening a law enforcement officer or public official and also it's not the first time she's been arrested for it either but you think she'd learn her fucking lesson right no maybe not um now again now that trump has been facing legal consequences for his criminal behavior again we haven't seen any large outburst of violence on behalf of trump from his supporters and i think that's largely because well for one it, the deterrent of having merrick garland spend two and a half years locking up 
hundreds, if not a thousand plus individuals who stormed the Capitol on January 6th. That's been effective, you know, in, in quelling crowds and quelling people from in, engaging in, you know, you know, plotting these these mass gatherings where they intend to do violence. Um, you know, a number of them think at this point, because Trump didn't pardon the people who attacked the Capitol on January 6th, they come to the conclusion that like anytime Trump calls for massive protests with the idea being that he wants them to engage in violence on his behalf, they're, they're calling it a sting operation by the FBI, <laughs> which is insane. Cause that would mean like the FBI is controlling Trump. You fucking morons. If you think it's a sting operation, Trump's the one telling you to do it. But yeah, also like the people who would be in a position to like organize these things and construct a plot to carry out uh, a mass public attack. Those dudes are in prison right now. Like the Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, Three Percenters, whatnot. Like the ringleaders all got hemmed up on charges and they're not available to carry out uh, Trump's requests here, which, you know, given uh, this is indictment number 4.5, like his public outcries and requests for like the masses to come to his defensive have, have dimmed down. I, I guess he's disappointed uh, that no one showed up in New York and South Florida and DC on his behalf. And then he just is like, well, you know, we, I've rung that bell one too many times. I guess the well's dry. I don't, I don't know. Uh, sorry to mix my metaphors there, <laughs> but also back to this lady. Like it's fucking insane that, that she thinks judge Chuck in, has any influence whatsoever over whether or not Trump gets elected. Like, that's up to voters, bitch. Like, you fucking crazy. Like, you're out of your fucking mind here. Out of your mind. But again, but again, this just goes to show that Trump's most fervent and dedicated supporters have have had their minds rotted by brain worms. And of course, she's definitely not the only one. In this incident occurred after Trump posted a message on Untrue Social saying, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. And he posted that after Chuck Kim warned him against making any comments that could be determined to intimidate witnesses. So, my God, man. My God. Well, hopefully, this order in Georgia will do more to keep the clamps on, you know, his fucking insane ramblings on social media. Uh, if not, he'll likely face potential consequences that, I, you know, I doubt will be, uh, you know, pre-trial detention up until trial, at least on the first instance. Right. She'll she'll give him this warning. He'll step out of line once the judge will haul him back in there and be like, hey, bro, this is your last fucking chance. You put an ag right or else. Um, and, I, you know, I assume that's what we're likely to see. Assume that's what we're likely to see here. But no matter how you look at it, it appears that Trump's criminality isn't up for debate. It's a little little play on words here because apparently Trump is skipping out on the GOP debates <laughs> or, or at least this one coming Wednesday that's being hosted by Fox News. Right. <laughs> so Trump is confirmed on True Social that he will not be attending the first Republican primary debate in Milwaukee this Wednesday as he weighs several options for counter-programming in an attempt to upstage the opening event in the party's nominating contest. 
according to his own words on Untrue Social, quote, new CBS poll just out has me leading the field by legendary numbers. I will therefore not be doing the debates because he's a scared little bitch. <laughs> All right, that's that's not what it said in the post, but that was me adding my own ad libs there. Um, so apparently uh, Trump's team has a couple of overarching priorities for the debate. One being that um, he wants to publicly humiliate Fox News, which, you know, I contend is generally the best course of action for anyone, whether it be Donald Trump or otherwise. But he appears to be irate with them over some of their recent coverage, which is practically fucking insane, considering they've been almost like insanely loyal to this dude going on nearly seven years here ever since he wrapped up the GOP primary in 2016 like they fawned over every fucking goddamn insane move he's made and every rat fucking bananas thing that he said like this dude has a weird fetish of like demanding absolute loyalty from people and then like torching them the fuck down regardless of how loyal they've been like it's wild really wild here he apparently also considered like swaggering into the debate at like the last minute without giving Fox any warning at all Uh, you know betting that he would almost certainly cause the news coverage to swarm around his surprise visit at the expense of um attention being placed on the other candidates and their answers but apparently you know he he wavered on that option and and i'm guessing that was likely at the advice of counsel (laughs) i was like hey lawyers are like bro maybe you you know might want to calm that down i don't know um the trump team also explored whether or not he should do uh you know a counter-programming move by scheduling his surrender to fulton county uh, in the middle of the debate on Thursday or on Wednesday rather <laughs> which would totally distract from everything that's going on with the other candidates I mean he just wants to starve them of oxygen so they can't get any fucking attention and whip up support so that they could be in a position to challenge him uh, you know this dude is just like stomping out his opponents um, it, it's you know I, I'm not rooting for Trump but I'm also rooting for bad things to happen to other GOP candidates. So whatever, whatever, like just let them take each other out. It's fine with me. It's it's also funny because Fonnie Willis was like, "Hey, the jail's open 24 hours, bro. Turn yourself in anytime." <laughs> and dude was like, "I'll do it in the middle of the debate." You know, apparently his you know his lawyers talked him out of that as well, saying that Thursday would probably be more optimal. Uh, but again, like, you know, the debate happens on Wednesday. It's likely not to be as massive an event the day of, but like the little clips and whatnot will float around social media and the news programs the day afterward. And like him turning himself in on Thursday would suck all the oxygen out of that as well. So it's not like, I mean, there's no way really for the GOP candidates in the debate to beat Trump at his game at least not in this fashion just because of the circumstances where he's been indicted and he's about to turn himself in like they're not gonna (laughs) 
they're just not going to draw enough attention away from that to do any real good for themselves and I mean in fairness to them like in this limited scope of this one particular week that's not their own fault there's nothing they could do about it this week but I mean if they had like consolidated their power over the course of the last couple of years and decided to extricate Trump from the the GOP party like they could have united together and got this dude up out of there and of course they'd still lose in 2024 but like you know you could begin the process of reorienting the party and getting everything in order for you know uh, our 2028 presidential run if not an attempt to take back congress in 2026 right but i mean these fuckers just they're so short-sighted they they only operate by the most short-sighted and in an immediate incentives that they can't get a fucking plan together and even if they could they can't unite behind it fuckers get a, getting what they deserve i guess i'm about to lose to a guy that's been indicted four times <laughs> a guy that couldn't be he he didn't get more votes than hillary clinton or joe biden and they can't beat that guy and they think they're gonna win against I and mean, this is insane just like what what is going on these dudes man it's just bananas bananas um, and, and one of the <laughs> it's insane because one of the gripes that Trump has had with Fox is over uh, the pictures they've been using of him uh, on their broadcasts uh, apparently he doesn't find the ones that they've selected to be very flattering of him but I mean I would like to point out that like dog if you look in the fucking mirror like you will realize they're or no flattering pictures of you. Like, I don't know what, what his options are. Does he want them to post a pic of him hanging out with the kids and bringing them to play with Jeffrey Epstein? Like, I'm sure he, sure as fuck he doesn't want that. Although, it would be incredible if Fox did it. Like, and I imagine, like, if Fox did that, this picture that I'm talking about, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you all have seen it. Uh, you likely have if you've been following me for any amount of time. But there's... They're like in this. Uh, I'm I'm not entirely sure what the building is. Maybe it's like some hotel or, or or some sort of some sort of venue like that. They're on a balcony or whatnot, and and Trump's got his hands on uh, little Don Jr. and little Lavanka, uh, and and like Jeffrey Epstein's right there having a drink, and Trump can't wait to bring the kids over to play. And all this, also there's this like creepy dude over in the corner who used to run like a modeling agency in New York or something. He He's like extremely, extremely uh, excited to see the kids. Uh, if you, if you pull that photo up, he's like locked in, ready to go, staring at the kids, creepy as fuck in the corner. Some weird shit, weird shit. He, he keeps the strangest company, but yeah, he was like, um, and this is Trump's words in reference to Fox News. They purposely showed the absolutely worst pictures of me, especially the big orange one. Bro, I got bad news for you. That's that's not Fox's fault that you look orange. That's your fault. Like you're the one who makes the decision to wake up every day and like roll around in a pan of, of like, uh, I don't know, Clemson Tiger paint. 
<laughs> like you look like a mascot for the Clemson football team, dog. You do that. That's not Fox News' fault. That's you. That's all you. You make that decision every day to like paint yourself. You can't be mad at Fox News for not being able to fix the fact that you look like a fucking moron out here. You would think like you would think that a guy who is running for president it's the GOP primary. The first debate is this week. He's facing multiple criminal indictments. A number of them involving an attempt to overthrow the government. Others involving espionage. And this dude is worrying about how orange he looks on fucking TV. <laughs> this dude is not equipped to do the job of president. He doesn't even have his priorities in fucking order. I cannot believe that we ever let this dude have access to the nuclear codes. What were we thinking as a country? I don't know. We're going to rectify that mistake and never let him back in the White House ever again. But before we go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, hit the follow button on your app of choice, and hit the little notification bell so you can get updated every single time there's a new episode of the podcast available to you. And if you love what we do here, Please share this podcast with at least one other person you know and help us grow our audience so we can do our part to help elect Joe Biden in 2024 and save American democracy. And that concludes this episode of Pardon the Insurrection.